2: rated mature audiences only of viewer discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen may i have
0: your attention please it's time for the final countdown the show starts in Seven, six,
2: five, four, three, two, one. Let's check. Broadcasting from the Big Peach of Atlanta, Georgia, a show unfiltered. Unscripted Raw The Patriot Angle Podcast. Alrighty, guys, welcome to the Patriot Angle podcast, unfiltered, with Michael Gardner broadcasting out of Atlanta, Georgia. Guys, welcome. How the hell is everybody doing on a Monday? Happy May second. Yeah, I had to look at the calendar twice today and say, "Are we still in the uh, in the month of April?" Right. Uh, joining me here will be my co-host uh, coming into the stream here, uh, Soslin. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, welcome. Soslin. How's, how's it going, buddy?
1: It's going pretty good. Huh?
2: Hey, buddy, how, how are you, you Michael? Oh, I you want to say there? thank you so much
1: for inviting me on for a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know we had some Wi Fi issues coming out of it. So here. the Wi
1: Fi is,
0: yeah,
2: you still there, Soslin? Do we have to send the? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm so the you, buddy? No, right. I am so sorry about that.
1: I am. Yep, I am. sorry about that. Apparently, I don't know how to open up a door.
2: <laughs> oh, good. okay. Uh, for those who's just joining our live stream, this is uh, Soslin that comes up uh, sometimes on my stream. He's my co-host here. Um, he's out of um, Madison, Wisconsin, folks. Uh, we're going to be joining uh, our guest here momentarily. She's in the diddle green room, so we'll be bringing her in about a minute or two. Guys, we got a heated show. I want to get into the latest on what the hell is going on with uh, the Fossey agenda, right? Uh, Dr. Fossey, Dr. Fraud, Dr. Doom, however the hell you want to call him. is Dr. Now- Genocide? What?
1: I call him Dr. Genocide because of what he did during uh, the AIDS pandemic.
2: You're damn right. We'll get into the 80s, please, Gosselin, in a little bit here. You know, he damn near destroyed the 80s for everybody uh, kind of coming together and you know from 1980 to like I want to say like 88 but Dr. Fossey now is saying that there's no more mask we're going to get into that uh, sauce we're going to get into the latest rally from Donald Trump and I want to get into uh, ABC's The Liberal View but with no further ado guys let's bring in our guest Jessica how are you doing Jessica welcome to the Patriot Angle podcast
3: hey I'm doing great how are you
2: I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, happy Monday. Uh, happy May 2nd to you.
3: Right on. It's beautiful here. I'm I'm in Tennessee. So we're not too far apart. You're just a little bit below us there, but it's a gorgeous day out. I
2: uh, I bet, you know, uh we just looked at the weather patterns here in uh in metro Atlanta, Georgia, and it was it reached actually up to 85 degrees. I was very surprised to see that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's getting warm quick. For sure. Yes
2: it is. So and, I'm, uh, I'm
3: glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
2: Oh, thank you very much. And uh, Jessica, we have uh, our co-host here on the Patriot Angle podcast. Uh, joining us is uh, Soslin. So- hello,
1: hello. Um, what's her name?
3: My name is Jessica. I'm I'm in Tennessee.
1: Well, welcome. Hey, I wish I was in Tennessee. Which part of Tennessee? Not <laughs> Nashville, are you? I
3: wish. No, I'm actually. Um, I'm actually. Do you know Bonnaroo? Like that's oh, my
1: hometown. That's what we oh, talking. absolutely. You <laughs> know, hey, I wish I was living in Tennessee right now because you don't want to be living in Wisconsin because Wisconsin is a whole, it's a whole different uh, beast. Because you know, at least uh, Tennessee doesn't. i not going to start implementing masks. Like our county just reinforced the mask mandates. So now we have we have to wear masks inside. So I got oh. I actually got a twenty five dollar citation for not wearing a mask while pumping my gas uh, yesterday.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I heard you guys talking about that. And um, so here in Tennessee, it's been it's been more as how do I say? I think we are more polite. We're just polite by nature in the South, I think. And so we we base it off of the business owner and kind of what their wishes are. But if they tell us we don't have to wear a mask, we don't, you know, so. We we do have that uh, luxury, I suppose, of getting to choose in certain places. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Jessica, like uh Sauce lives in uh, liberal uh, comedy. Uh, what what do you call it, Sauce? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, comedy, I call it uh, Madison, uh, Wisconsin.
1: No, <laughs> no, it should be. Uh, I call it now. Um, I in front of the uh, one of the assembly committees. I called it Welcome. I said, you know what? We should take down Welcome to Madison. We should call it Welcome to Russia 2.0.
3: Because I feel yeah, like right?
1: back to my home country.
3: Oh boy! Yeah, yeah I'm that's sure tough.
2: Putin would be uh would be enjoying that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he would. He probably thinks. You know what he probably thinks of America right now? Okay, and or Angie, right? Or
2: no, it's Jessica.
1: Jessica, I, I am so sorry about that. No, you're good. You, you know. You know, as a person fleeing from communism and from a person that actually lived in a, a communist style of a government, you know, these co- communist countries, like, for example, China, Russia and all these other and our, the countries that hate our guts, they're going to be laughing at us. They're like, wow, you guys are complete frauds. And even President Zelensky's got to be laughing at us. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be laughing at you guys because I'm taking all your resources away. And now you guys, and now you guys are going to have to be t- dependent on Russia and China to get you through these uh, food crisis that we're going to have mm. that's what's psychotic actually
3: yeah it's uh well whenever they started the mask mandate and everything I've worked in healthcare in the past I've actually got my bachelor's in marketing and I was a healthcare care um, marketer for a long-term care company and when COVID hit uh you know I'd had a lot of stuff going on anyway, but I changed career paths. And, you know, now I I do marketing, digital ads, all that stuff for a radio station here in Tennessee. And I uh, saw that they were making people choose, you know, Um, and I have a hard time with that because it's America and I have a hard time. I I don't want to put anybody at risk. You know, I, I do care about people a lot, but I do also believe that, this is America. This is what we were founded on was the fact we didn't like an overreaching government. So, you know, I don't know. It just seemed very counterintuitive. <laughs> it just did not seem like the right uh, answer to me. But I am I, around here. I don't hear much about COVID anymore. Like it's been dying down in our area.
2: I, yeah, hope. I mean, you know, like you make a good point, uh, Jessica, you know, this is America. This is the land of the free. This is not. You know, Venezuela or Cuba or China, you know, we're supposed to have our freedoms and liberties and Soslin, you know, Sas here, we call him Sauce. that's his nickname, you know, um, he can relate very well, you know, because he actually comes from uh, Russia. He's an oh, immigrant yeah. to America that actually escaped all that back in 2006. Sas, you want to explain to, uh, to the listeners that may be just listening to this story for the first time and then also Jessica too as well?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I <clears throat> so I was born in Russia um, and I was born in Vladikaskov, Russia, which is about 15 minutes away from Georgia, the country. Yeah. And and so what happened was, was that So there was this one family that actually they were not even Americans because Americans were prohibited from adopting kids. And so there was this one family that came from England um, and they and so they went for one girl. But instead they went to the orphanage and they said, hey, take as many people as you can. So they took back seven boys and four girls. And I was one of the boys. And, you know, what the funny part is I was not supposed to be at the orphanage. I was supposed to be actually in Moscow making weapons and for the Russian military, but because I had very horrible health, um I was just left at the orphanage to die pretty much um mm-hmm. and so what happened was was I think it was on a Thursday in two thousand and six where Uh, You know, Steve's like, okay, that was um, my first father. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be. I'm tired of playing cat and mouse with the KGB. So we just, you know, we left in the middle of the night, and two hours later, after we left, the orphanage got bombed. Everybody was killed. 150 babies were killed, and we went to Georgia, the country where we flew out from Georgia to England. So it became more of a rescue mission.
3: Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you got out of all that.
1: I did, and. And you and you know what the sad part is, is that you think and I told I told somebody this and I think I told Michael and I told like um people around that I speak with I find that more patriot more patriotism comes from people that flee those kind of countries like Russia and China stuff there. You see more patriotism than you see people that um that are born in America because they don't really know what it's really like, you know, and the, For me, I'm willing to die for this country. You know, I joined the military. I suffered a massive stroke and a heart attack at the same time. And I'm still fighting. And I'm still fighting the good fight. And, you know, now we, you know, as a hospice minister and as a podcaster and as a public influencer, I'm still fighting for this country. You know, and because, you know, we are so close to losing this country, it's not even funny. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, we're like way far. No, it's just around the door. You know, look at at the governance board, you know, that was just... Just introduced last week, and I want to get your uh, point on this, both of you guys. What do you think about the governance board? Because that is exactly what Russia does. So to me, if anybody says that we're a communist country, no, and that is far away, no, we're already here. Because that's when the governance board just introduced, and I put down, the day America died. What do you think about the governance board?
3: So the governance board, you mean on? um, Disinformation.
1: Disinformation.
2: I think we lost Jessica there. You still there, Jessica? Yeah, I think, I think we're having some uh, glitches on your end. Are are you still there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me though?
2: Yeah, now we can hear you. Yeah. We just kind of lost you for a uh, couple seconds, but go ahead.
3: Okay. um, So it can be hard though, because I feel like they're going to do it either way. (laughs) You know, I want to, I want to think, yeah, but I look at Facebook right now and, And I see, you know, that they tag this or they flag that and um, it feels like they're kind of already doing that. It scares me because whoever owns all the information can change truth as our children will know it, you know, because truth is what you learn, you you know, unless you just see it with your own eyes. But you go through history books. We didn't live back then. So we believe whatever we're told in school, you know, and. And when they're controlling all the information, um, I think I think I would have I don't know, I would have liked it I, I was I was totally pro them being, you know, working through the bullying online. I was like, okay, if they want to work on that on Facebook, I saw that. But then they started flagging people's information about different news stories or things politically. And and it felt like maybe it would you know, that's not exactly what it should have been used for i don't believe because yeah,
2: here's here's my viewpoint yeah. first um on, on all of this what Sas is talking about and of course you touching on this topic as well jessica yeah here's here's what we're going through we're actually going through another shift here in america mm-hmm. right we've seen a lot of political shifts coming out of the radical mm-hmm. left we've seen some shifts mm-hmm. coming out of you know, even when uh, former President Donald Trump was in office, we see yeah. a lot of major shifts, right? We are actually going through a new shift now, which is a social media shift. If everybody's been paying attention to the latest um, social media buyout, if you want to call that, from Elon Musk.
0: Oh, yeah. is completely
2: shaping social media. He's entering censorship. He's lifting restrictions, heavy restrictions on Twitter. And the radical left right now hates it. All the liberal shows out there, The View, right? You know, uh, sorry, shows, yeah. they hate it, Jessica.
3: <clears throat> no, I have a really, you know, this is what gets me on it is I've been in a situation. I've personally been in a situation of um, bullying online. OK, and it's it was really tough, too, because. You know, I think I'm a pretty tough gal most of the time, you know, Uh, but, but this person was saying, I'm a marketer, just like you guys, a lot of, you know, you guys are on the radio. A lot of my income is based on my reputation here in my hometown. And um in these surrounding areas. So right. when you see people use social media like that as now for people in politics, I hate it, but they they signed up for that now. That's what yep. they signed up for. Okay. Yeah, yep. But um for regular people who get attacked online and, and then subsequently it affects their employment, um, it can be tough because you think, oh yeah, you ignore it. Sure. But then it starts making real life impacts. You know, you get fired from your job because I did, I got let go because of, uh, just a bunch of stuff. A girl did actually from two different jobs. Wait, Um, Jessica,
2: you got left, let go for what though?
3: I don't know. I still don't know. (laughs) They just said that they had, yeah, this goes deep with me because, every a lot of people i know were like oh you're she's just being it kept calling me all these names like i said i don't want more rules i said there's two you have two options and we have two options as a country as well okay you either have to make all these rules and all this stuff to tell people what to do and take away our freedoms i don't like that that's awful that's not the right choice but we also have the opportunity that you can give people all these all, you know, all the freedom they want. But then the few that are that are misusing that freedom to hurt others instead of punishing everybody, maybe pick those p- few out that are really misusing it and hurting other people through it and yeah. then, may, you know, make an example there. But don't penalize everybody, because like oh, I said, yeah. to begin with, we need freedom. That's what we are founded on.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Sauce can can touch on that. Uh, Sauce is actually uh, a young man. He's in his early 20s. And Sash, you want to kind of just go into a little brief of what you're actually experiencing up in Madison?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what happened was – so I do my podcast. I'm on actually – Jessica, if you want to follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I had to move off of Facebook. Actually, Facebook did a good due diligence on my end uh, because they officially kicked me off of Facebook. I can no longer post or comment or react to anything. Uh, because they stated that my podcast which was talking about faith and stuff was spreading russia disinformation and so i and so i really regretted this you know and i'm like so yeah. i i had i called them and i should have recorded the phone call but they said well the reason why we removed you is because your name was russian and so and that you were born in mm-hmm. russia so that's where we, we removed you and that's why you can't uh post or comment or do any of your video yes yeah, uh, yeah, because they because
2: he's a uh, he's a He's a former uh, Russian citizen, right? So they banned him yep. from social media because – what? what starts, I mean this even goes back to January 6th, right? You yep. went down to the Capitol, not to cause a riot or, or violence or anything, No, you went down there as an American citizen now to voice your patriotic first amendment, first speech, rights in the Capitol, and Gateway Pundit literally is now making you into a freaking terrorist. It's yeah.
1: Terrible. And and not only that, but it's true defender. Now it's just spreading all over and it's true. Def- it's See, and that's the whole thing that I, you know, I don't like. And, you know, you really see the true colors, for example, the view and um the view and all these so-called uh, news commentators on CNN, the communist news network. You know, they're they scream. They scream like, well, our democracy is being taken at risk. Well, the problem is, is that you can't you know i don't care if you really want to spot out oh i hate america then you know it's okay for you to say that but for a person that talks about god and a person that talks about fleeing communism that's not okay see you, this has become so one sided it's not even funny and now our kids don't even know what is true or not and they're they're like afraid to even like say hey i'm true american because did you know that in madison wisconsin you can no longer find an american flag in front of somebody's yard anymore you either see black lives matter flag okay a rainbow alphabet flag or you see upside down american flags that are uh, purposely i've seen
3: those everywhere and i didn't even know okay so my ex-husband was infantry in the army and um so we you know did all that and, and i was always taught pretty strict you know flag rules about how it goes and uh yeah, I've been seeing that around and I wasn't sure exactly what that even meant, honestly. I so, you know, I don't know what to do about it. I try to ignore it, but it, it definitely sends a certain I don't know, anger and maybe anger, maybe just sadness that people are doing what, that to our flag. I don't know. Well, yes, Jessica, uh,
0: get
2: this last cause the uh Sas calls the LGBTQ community the alphabet people. And because there's 101. <laughs> oh, because there's
3: so many. Yeah, yeah. there's 101 I letters. I didn't know what the now. hell he
2: was talking about. This was, what, last week, Sas. You were telling yeah. me about the alphabet people and stuff. I was like, the hell are you talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and see, and the whole thing that I find it to be offensive is that, you know, you – so here's the whole thing that I found it to be uh, not offensive, but you're you are we are as being in the military and stuff. We have taken we are taking we uh, we took that right of saying hey we got to protect this constitution we got to protect American rights. Well now it's being limited, so now it's okay for a person to say hey death to America and burn the American flag or wave the American flag, but that's all ripped. And so you know it's actually my next door neighbor she pulled out a new American flag and I saw her ripping it on purpose. She took a knife to the American flag and ripped it like in, in pieces and she hung it up and it was upside down. That's oh what kind God. of, and see, and that is where our country has gone to, you know? And
3: now the, I got a good question though. Okay. I got as, as much as I want to say, Oh, it, cause that is an awful, terrible thing to do. Okay. It is by all means. However, we have to take a step back from the people doing that and ask ourselves, you know, is our country in a spot right now that we're proud of and what drove them to be that, you know, to feel that they need, that they have so much hatred for a country that they've grown up in or, you know, cause I see people that I've known my whole life, you know, that are very not, well, they're just disgusted with a lot of the things going on in the way of, um, their freedoms being taken away and the way of our constitutional rights being skirted around like they don't exist. And in it's very I find it in small communities to be even worse because it depending on your background, depending you know, depending on who your mom and dad are or something or you, you know, who you're kin to, you may or may not see some of that. We see it on a small scale, but we're seeing it on a really large scale right now. Because, you know, we see it's just tough because anybody that supported Trump uh, that was very excited about supporting Trump, well, now they're kind of labeled as the bad guys because we have a new president now. And you know what I mean? And so you can't just say the people that supported the last president are bad because he didn't win. You, you have to, you know, we weren't mean to the, the people that supported Biden when he was in running. Um, maybe we were, but we didn't call them terrorists, <laughs> you know,
0: like
2: every, every, every time somebody says the word Trump now, you know, they're considered a bigot, a racist, uh, you know, yeah. this is that, you know, like, I don't oh. like
3: it on any scale on any scale. I don't like that. You know, whether yeah. I try to take aii am I, I'd say, I voted very Republican, but I'm more of an independent it, here locally, but I've always vote. Republican. So it's just depends to me. I try not to point fingers and say, well, I like that guy because he's all red, you know, or that, yeah. you know, I, mean, I try to listen, but.
2: Especially today. I mean, you go like this last election, I could tell you right now, it's driven a huge divide, uh, not only in politics, but just in, you know, our own personal lives, you know, friends, family, colleagues, right? Work colleagues. Yes. I mean, you say like. <laughs> Hey, how's everything going? And this and that, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, how's your day going? And and they're ready to, you know, jump down your throat, rip your head off, this and that. I'm like, whoa, you
0: know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it got to that point. I loved uh, you know, and I really enjoy local politics. I enjoy I enjoy following, you know, following the race and everything. And it was very hard to enjoy that, you know, because Cause it was just taken to the umpteenth level on yeah. the last uh, election. It just got so emotional between people yeah, and why, well, well, it should be, but, I uh, uh, cause they're, this is the direction that our nation will go in for the next four years. However, oh, sure, sure. you can't act like a silly person out here being emotional and yelling. That's not the way to get things done. Yeah. So yeah. that's the tough part. Well, and, 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 and Jessica, Soss, you- we'll just, hold on, Soss. Oh, I was just sorry, about to sorry.
2: mention the um, we're talking about the January 6th. Uh, if you want to elaborate, or, you know, kind of explain to Jessica a little bit so she can play catch up. I don't know if she heard that last podcast you were on when you actually got into that story. But Sauce was actually, like we said, in uh, the Capitol door in January 6th. And did you want to explain exactly? I didn't know if the- I should
3: ask because I'd heard so much about the people who were there getting in legal trouble that I just kind of didn't ask about. I heard you say that earlier. I no. just didn't ask about it. No, no, no you're
2: good. fine. Yeah. He he actually is getting attacked by a media company called gateway pundit, which mm. literally they're labeling him out to be the craziest person right now. Go ahead. Sauce.
1: So yeah, I, you know, and actually this blew me aside, you know how they, so, okay. What, I just want to tell you the reason why I was there really was because I was in there because I was tired of the direction of this country. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do my First Amendment that I served for and that I almost gave up my life with and I fought to stay. So that's why I was at January 6th. But there was no... Okay, so the way that Gateway Pundit has it, Gateway Pundit thought I was a Russian operative and an FBI operative, but that's completely false. I was telling people to get down from the windows, and I was telling people not to bang on the, or not to smash the glasses in, or the glass windows in. That was not me. I was not instructing. I was not telling people what to do. I was just there as a citizen of the United States of America, doing my job of, and just being there and support. But what Gateway Pundit decided to do, they put a huge twist on it and they literally zoom in on my picture and they just said, Hey, he is a culprit of it. You know, he's a person and how come he's not held reliable and all that. And so, you know, not, not only that, but you have Gateway Pundit and you have other people now it's because of Gateway Pundit and because of the article that I'm uh, facing, uh, some flash or some heat from it because they they purposely – and they're supposed to be a conservative uh, network. Somebody told me about that because I looked into it. They said that they're supposed to be uh, their top 150 news network, and they were a conservative. But the problem is, is that if you're truly conservative, you wouldn't go attacking other people that were – why don't you look at the cameras inside the Capitol? Why don't you look at that guy that was standing at the in uh behind Nancy Pelosi's uh desk? Why don't you put it why don't you focus on that instead of focusing on a law-abiding citizen? Just like the gun control, just like the Hello? Hello? Hey, what is uh, that?
2: Oh, we're just we're playing around with some sound effects.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. sorry. I'm no, sorry. I good, I thought good. something happened.
2: No, no. And so sauce. like, here's the thing before we, because we got to actually, we got to go into a quick break here um, because I'm getting like a red box here coming up. Uh, But here's the thing, Jessica, this, what they did to poor sauce here, right? A 23 year old mm -hmm. kid, college kid, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Trying to make, uh, you know, a life for himself, trying to finish school, this and that, trying to be, you know, a good American Patriot. You know, they label him out to be a a, a freaking a a domestic terrorist and this and that. I mean, that they're putting circle marks around (laughs) here on Gateway Pundit. It's it's terrible.
3: So, okay, so the thing is, is they're talking about all this disinformation and everything. Now, is this disinformation board going to serve people like you, you know, Americans that are struggling with people smearing their name online with yeah. false information now so if they're going to do things like that that's where i get torn up at is because i'm i i know that if they were to create the these boards that they create if they were to run them ethically right. they'd be great <laughs> but that's not ever what happens it's well, now always... it,
2: yeah now you're getting into the latest here and i think I think I know what you're talking about, this disinformation, because I seen something similar to coming out of the other day where Biden now is orchestrating this, this, this new part of the, of the administration with this mm-hmm. woman that, that's running a TikTok uh, channel called the Ministry of Truth. Truth.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that is no, psychotic. That, yeah.
1: And, and she's the one that said, oh, Hunter Biden, that was a big uh, Trump uh, movement. That was a big political pawn scheme. No, that was actually true. She should. Not, and she's the one that went after Nancy Pelosi. She went after Kalama Harris, stating that she would be unfit for vice president. And then she went after her. Oh, that's not disinformation. <laughs> Cry me a river. That's, Why that's what, hey, So
3: that's uh, what I so say. What it yeah. boils
2: down to is it, it's boiled down to is, uh, you know, whatever fits their agenda. Right. If if you that's what I'm
3: scared of. Yeah. Up,
2: Exactly Jessica, whatever fits their agenda They're going to go with it They're going to be like, you know what This is what it's supposed to be This is how things are going to be done And that's that If you don't like it then oh well, we're just gonna keep on shadow banning you. We're gonna keep on uh, censoring your content. We're gonna put you in Facebook jail for freaking two weeks or YouTube jail right? for two weeks. I mean, Sauce can tell tell you what they did to us for uh, YouTube. What'd they do, Sauce? They put us in YouTube jail for two weeks because we actually said something that was true about COVID, right?
1: Yep. And and for instance, like, um, and. Well, and not only that, but like you know, the whole like, um, for instance, the Facebook, you know, how they slap you on with it. Well, this we had a, of course, this is Madison and stuff, and I'm going to kind of touch on this. So this sixteen-year-old yeah, girl, we
2: actually have to go to break real quick, man.
1: Oh, okay, no, all right, sorry.
2: But, yeah, you could you, you finish out what you're saying. I got about, a, like, 30 seconds left. I got a cue to break, man.
1: Oh, okay. So what happened was that our sheriff, our county sheriff, uh, he went and arrested the 16-year-old girl that spoke out against COVID, and she posted it on Facebook, and she got dinged on it. And so then somebody was offend- offended by it and stated that was misinformation that she posted on Instagram. So she got – so the school administrator called the police on her, and she won the Supreme Court case in Wisconsin, but he, he arrested her for spreading disinformation on social media that was a 16 year old girl
3: okay so okay so in my situation where i lost two jobs from somebody spreading disinformation is that not an applicable law that's what i'm saying i'm not seeing these laws applied to real american people in their lives where they're having problems i'm seeing them applied to hush information that the government says hush on i mean i don't know that that's the truth but that's just what i see
2: yeah exactly do (laughs) as we say but not as we preach right Guys, yeah. we'll be right back. We got on the uh, podcast here Jessica joining us from the great state of Tennessee. Be right back after these words, guys. Don't touch the dial.
0: Wait. If it was delivered with Uber
2: Eats, does that mean I can eat it? <coughs> it says eat.
1: It's a diaper. This tastes bad. Mmm. Oh, no. oh, no. This candle taste funny. Mm-mm, i gonna Not bad,
2: but funny. And thanks to Uber Eats, we don't even know what food is anymore. <coughs> <coughs> this isn't <your> food. <laughs> <laughs> we can't eat most of this.
0: Yeah, no, we can't eat any of this. Why Uber Eats? That
2: bag's a liar.
3: Yeah, I just got so excited. The fake news, big tech and blue state liberals stole the election from President Trump. But
0: here in Alabama, we're making sure that never happens. We have not and will not send absentee ballots to everyone and their brother. We ban the corrupt curbside voting, and our results will always be audited. I'm KIV. The left is probably offended. So be it. As long as I'm governor, we're going to protect your vote.
2: All right, guys, back here on the show. Welcome back. For those who's just joining in, we got Jessica joining us from the great state of Tennessee, Sas up in, uh, well, liberal uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and myself joining from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So we're kind of like all over the place here, but, you know, doing a little live telecast. Uh, Welcome, guys. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Guys, I want to get into this this next topic uh, with Donald Trump. Literally uh, going into this this article here or the excuse me, this article. Where's my head at? Hold on, guys. I got to get some water. Ah, Very good. Um, he went into a, um, a topic here just the other day at his latest rally. Check this out.
1: Have an even more prosperous state. We've made it very prosperous.
2: And I really think he's going to do just a fantastic job. And if I didn't feel that, I wouldn't be here.
3: Former President Donald Trump makes a stop in Nebraska and backs Charles Herbster in the race for governor. Good evening, I'm Julie Cornell. Trump took the stage this evening at the I-80 Speedway in Glenwood after severe weather canceled Friday's rally. Herbster also addressed the crowd calling on voters to pick him in the Republican Party. KETV NewsWatch Watch 7's Sarah Feely joins us live with their message tonight.
2: Julie, more than a thousand people waited hours, both from Nebraska and from outside the state, to hear former President Donald Trump speak. Trump today renewing his endorsement for Charles Herbster, saying, "Quote, vote like hell." Charles, come on up. Former President Donald Trump welcomes Nebraska gubernatorial candidate Charles Herbster to the stage with a handshake and a public endorsement. I think Charles is going to do
1: very well, and. If he does, you'll be very happy and you're going to have an even more prosperous state. We've made it very prosperous.
0: Trump spent most of his hour and 45 minute
2: speech boasting his own track record as president. Also comparing allegations raised against
3: him to the sexual assault allegations against Herbster.
2: Charles is a fine man and he's innocent of these despicable charges. By the way, Charles, welcome to politics. Yeah. Yeah, the latest agenda coming out of the media. Now they're labeling this guy with uh, accusations and everything else. (laughs) Can you believe that, guys?
3: Well, I hadn't heard about the Nebraska thing. What did he do?
2: Yeah, uh, apparently they're they're labeling uh, the great candidate there in Nebraska that he made some sexual uh, uh, accusation. Or excuse me, he made some sexual uh, remarks uh, to one of his campaign. Uh, managers that's basically running the campaign for him. Mm-hmm. so it's a it's another attempt to try to pretty much squash uh, not only Donald Trump but the um, the candidate that's actually running for office there in Nebraska. Yeah. so
3: so yeah, I, I don't know I hadn't heard this story. I would have to it just it always does seem interesting to me how these stories seem to come out at the time the person is running, uh, rather than, you know, when they happen or, um, you know, any other time, which I understand if something like that was to happen, you may not want to say something right then or whatever, but, but waiting until they're running for office feels way too premeditated. I think it takes away from, I'm all for domestic violence victims and victims of sexual abuse, but I also know that some women have used that in you know against men. I've seen that happen, but I've uh, I can't imagine just coming out with that when somebody's running for office.
2: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They they're, they're going to do everything now in their power, right? Whether it's CNN, whether it's NBC, whether it's any liberal show out there, right? They're going to do everything in their power to try to squash this MAGA movement, right? This conservative movement. They know it's strong. They know there's a huge wave coming in front of them in November during the midterms. They know damn well that, or Biden knows damn well, that he knows he's going to lose the Senate. They know they're going to lose the House. And possibly he knows he's not going to be... uh, winning in 2024 they know this jessica and yeah. they're doing everything in their power to try to squash it you know what i mean
1: well yeah. and and here's the whole thing is that it's not even like the the democrats it's also the rhinos you know you look at what mitch mcconnell did you know what he did this past week he put 110 million dollars to make sure that these so-called the establishments can still be uh for the re-election campaigns see that's that's what's scary about it is that we have Murlowski you know, we have a lot of these rhinos that are running for in the primary. They're getting primaryed out. You know, it's going to be my whole focus is on a, uh, um, focus is on these primaries. You know, in May, and June, and even August, which is uh, Wisconsin will be the last one in August, because you look at all these uh, candidates being primaryed out. I'm I'm more focused on as long as we get so hard hard conservative candidates. For example, Liz Cheney. You know okay, and uh, I am excited. I I am hoping that she gets primaried out because against the back to President Trump and even uh, Sarah Palin, I want her to win. And I know that Sarah Palin will win because she got the endorsement of President Trump. See, that's the thing that we have to look at. And also we know that we know we can't pull we can't be for certain that we're going to win back the House or the Senate until the day after the election, because we know that the Democrats now control the elections. They now control of who can be in and who can go out. Just for example, the rhinos do. Yeah. That's what's scary about it.
3: Oh, sure. You know, the tough part, I think sometimes the tough part about it is, well, as a female in this, it, you know, and I do, I do love politics and I love following. And the tough part about it is that, Today's generation, because I'm 33, so I have an 11 year old daughter and um, she's always online, you know, and she's always, you know, I'm learning about culture through her, too. You know, yeah, and I feel like a lot of our younger generations, they don't realize that Republicans are still for the vulnerable people. You know, well, just like,
2: I mean, this goes back to like you're saying the young people, right? The young generation—they don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're basically, you know, pretty much fed by a bunch of false narratives from the media. You well, know, see,
3: and yeah, you know, you're right. But I do think it would be it would be smart or advantageous a little bit to position a few Republican women yeah. in there and show what they're doing for other women like in Nebraska, that's probably what he should do. You know, like,
2: yeah. You know, I mean, you mentioned like conservative, conservative women. women. I mean, do, How do, is have he you seen the latest them? on yeah. what, um, what the Georgia, uh, sh- she's very conservative, uh, Marjorie Taylor green, what she's trying to do for the state of Georgia. She's literally fighting for this state
3: yeah. every
2: single day. And they're making her out to be, you know, the most, uh, dangerous woman you know, in politics, that she's not eligible uh, to be a congresswoman. She shouldn't be in government. She shouldn't be in politics. Uh, Mm. She shows very uh, dangerous uh, Mm. sides to her and this and that. I'm like, what?
3: Yeah, that's well, that's the thing. That's what's really tough about it is no matter what you do, you know, in politics, there's always that opposing side and they'll paint you however they want to paint you to yeah. win, but it's, it's just like my daughter, I was talking to her and she was talking about our local elections here. Cause she sees all the signs Oh, sure. and, you know, and she talked, she said something about electing this person or that person because, you know, they're going to help, they're going to help out with, uh, women and with girls in school with bullying, you know, sensitive topics, subjects like that, that sure, yeah. vulnerable, um, or, or mental health or things like that. And I think she has it in her head that only, you know, the it, how do I say it? the liberal people care about those things. And I, I told her, yeah. I said, no, that's not the case. You know, um, liberal doesn't mean you care about people more. You know, liberal is to me more of if you're too liberal, then you're taking away my rights. Right. Um, you're putting safety and security over my constitutional rights, and I don't like that. So, um, yeah, so I was trying to explain to her that that had nothing to do with each other, you know? Um, but yeah, so they probably need to position a few more, or at least the media needs to share more about what the Republicans are doing for vulnerable populations, because right. that's what I'm not hearing. Yeah. That I'm only hearing the bad on the media all the time. That's all
2: you're going to hear is bad, you know, because they, they're, you know, they're starting to run out of talking points right now. You know, like COVID is, you know, whether you want to agree with it or not, uh, folks, you know, COVID is pretty much dead. I mean, it's dead in the water. I mean, you know, we all understand, yeah, it's a disease, it's a virus, it's bacteria, but let's, let's, let's face the facts, folks. If this was the world's deadliest killer and it was going to wipe out humanity, and that was it, we're going to be extinct just like the dinosaurs. <laughs> we would have been all dead two years ago. You
1: know? yeah, well, actually, actually, we would have been dead because of the SARS or the uh, the swine or the swine flu. Oh, uh, the virus uh, is the
0: one yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it was under President. It was under Obama's administration where they kept a hush tush and it had over fifty two million cases and over twenty five million deaths. Mm. And that was a H1N1 virus.
3: Oh, I no was one hearing about that. Yes, yeah, yeah, we don't remember about all those.
1: And see, and the whole thing is that we never freaked out about then. You know, we never freaked out about it. And even the Ebola virus, you know, that well, was
3: the, the thing that's so, Sorry, Ebola. You're right, but it's if you. I remember reading. I remember reading whenever they first put the bill out that day that they announced that you know they were talking about coronavirus, and I don't remember. I think it's like something. Uh, Anyways, I don't remember the bill, the number that was behind it, but I do remember that everything in the bill had been dated to 2024. Okay, so I pretty much guessed that we would hear about this until 2024 at least because that's how long funding is going to go. You know, I mean, they've already written the bill. The bill says the funding, you know, will last them till 2024 and they'll reevaluate then. So I'm standards. guessing, you know, I will probably definitely still hear about it until then, you know. You,
2: you know how I say about all this mass stuff if they're huh? allowing stadiums, arenas, uh restaurants, whatever, right? If they're yeah. allowing especially stadiums and arenas filled with with a roof or without a roof, right? If it has a dome, whatever, right? Yeah. If they're allowing thousands of people in a packed stadium with or without a mask. I'm sure it's not as bad as people think
1: it is. And you know what the funny part is is that so I don't follow the gala or whatever it's called, but you see all these galas that happening are happening right now, it's that gala season. You see all the elites, you know, where they are like, Oh yeah, wear a mask, wear a mask, tell us to wear a mask. But then they go to these private parties and these galas. Where they're a mask on, yeah. Yeah, without a mask. And then you know what's do you know what the the big difference is? Is that those servers that serve them they're forced to wear a mask, and it's like them stating, well, you are below me, so you got to comply with what well, we this say. Us, this
2: oh, is going God. back yeah. to the old, uh, you're probably too young to understand this. Jessica probably can relate because she's close to my age, but this is like going back to the old Christmas uh, show uh, from the 80s and stuff, the land of misfit toys, right? But instead of the oh. land of misfit toys, we can actually call it the land of hypocrites, right? They're mm-hmm. like I just mentioned before I took a break, right? Do as I say, but not as I preach, right? They mm-hmm. want you to do what they're saying, but in the long run, when the curtain is closed, folks, they're going to be doing exactly the opposite, you know?
3: I think it comes down to a quality versus quantity thing. So, working in long term care, I had a lot of. I guess that's why I didn't freak out when I heard it. I had worked um, with people who had uh, MRSA, MRSA, the droplet kind, not touch. Like it, it's a whole. Anyways, I'd worked with a lot around a lot of different sicknesses, right? And luckily, knock on wood, never really got that sick. But it comes down to this: we've had patients. I'd had patients in the past that were on hospice. Um, you know, and maybe one gentleman, he like, he wanted to have a bottle of whiskey. Okay. (laughs) He is literally dying and we know this and, you know, we called the doctor. Let
2: him go out the way he wants to go out. Right. Yeah.
3: So, um, you know, we actually had that written up in his care plan that he could have, uh, you know, a drink every night as it didn't interfere with his medications. It didn't hurt him. He was okay. So it comes to a quality versus quantity situation because, Which I know they say, oh, well, if you don't wear a mask, you're hurting other people. And that's tough because I want to, you know, if I had seen enough facts to truly believe a mask helped me and helped protect other people, I might do it. But I haven't seen those facts. Not the way. No, because. Well, well, here's
2: the thing, Jessica, right? They're they're (laughs) having these blue surgical masks, right? At first, Mm -hmm. Dr. Fossey the same doctor that's been running the CDC ahead of that department for the last 30 plus years, right? Same crap in the eighties with the AIDS epidemic, similar type of things where you have to, you know, they, they weren't making people wear masks, but they were like isolating people and the same type of almost similarities with the lockdowns, you know, because everybody was afraid that if they went to a nightclub or they went to a, uh, a bar, or anywhere, they were going to contract HIV. It was going to yeah. be and That's it's what I'm
3: saying crazy. right there. I look back to that. Stuff like that. They were wrong, though. You
0: know?
1: Well, And see, and here's why Dr. Dr. Genocide wants to keep this yeah. COVID thing going. Because the moment that he says, the moment that he kind of steps back and steps down is the moment that investigations are going to start. I genuinely
3: think it's a healthcare bailout. I worked in healthcare. I don't know how to ever make money, but I think that that's what this was kind of, I mean, I can't say it for sure, but my opinion, just my opinion.
1: Well, and, and here's the whole thing is that, you know, we have so many people pressing on the investigation to like want to investigate them and stuff. Well, no, and Dr. Genocide, he, he's not, he's a stupid, he's a man, he's a smart man, but he's a very stupid man, you know? Um, no, and no.
2: he, he, he's, he's, I wouldn't call him stupid sauce. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about because this, this is coming from, first of all, uh, folks, for those who's tuning in and obviously the ones that will tune into the, uh, audio podcasts, uh, on Spotify and Apple music, uh, after this broadcast is over, this is coming from a person that's been in politics, right? He's a political hack. He knows how to talk. He was explained how to talk and he knows how to create what's called fear mongering. He's been doing it for 30 plus years. You know, he did it with Ebola. He did it with SARS. He did it with all these other uh, pandemics before Biden, Trump and Obama. Right. He, he Sas, the man is smart.
3: My issue with it is I'll, I'll, have to pick it apart to understand why. So I was, you know, whenever this first happened with everything, you know, i a lot of people freaked out and i think it comes down to you know if a person's worked in healthcare before they're going to compare it to what they've seen you know you're going to think oh well yeah i have I seen something worse is it yeah so like you said it's we're all probably going to survive it'll be okay
2: but have you noticed though jessica every election pretty much has a pandemic
3: yes that's what i'm saying is this it comes down to something you know what are they gaining out of it and i think a lot of it was a distraction point. I think it was a way to yeah. make it difficult for the campaigns to, uh, you well, know, each person running has something else to tiptoe around. Now they have another weak spot that, that, you know, the yeah, opposition I mean, you know a
2: lot of it, a lot of it. And, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist or not, but I mean, I've been calling this out since the, since the day it came out. Right. I said, you know what, this is kind of funny. The way i'm seeing it right they're telling people that it possibly came from a lab that leaked out of china and that they're basically saying that you know like um
1: Sorry. michael i'm gonna I, I am gonna have to let this conversation go because i actually have to go and oh, i want to yeah. say thank i want to say thank you so much jessica for allowing me to, and allowing me to uh, join the show and uh you're welcome to follow me on spotify and on apple Podcasts. Over. Here. remember god loves you not meet you at the finish on. you guys have a blessed day and we'll <laughs> catch you later michael
2: all right sauce thanks for tuning in buddy all right you too bud. all right
3: so sorry a, but yeah go ahead
2: yeah basically uh yeah sauce is great he's uh You know, he's a young kid from uh, from Madison, Wisconsin, heard my show, uh, you know, almost like two months ago. And I mean, I love having him on, Jessica, because he's also full of knowledge, a young, smart kid. You know, he was really intelligent. Yeah. Very, very intelligent. Yes, he he is. He's he's highly intelligent. I mean, uh, he knows his stuff. But what I'm saying here is. You know, you have a um, and, and we're going to basically depart here probably in the next like 15, 20 minutes. Is that OK with you, Jessica? Do you have yeah. 20 minutes to spare? OK, I always like to ask because my podcast episodes, they range sometimes between an hour, an hour and a half, depending on the topic, the content. that. We're-
3: if you get me on a good topic, I'll talk forever. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
2: so us can relate here. And then uh, I also have another uh, uh, co-host that joins me sometimes uh, from New Jersey uh i've kind of built up a community here on the podcast in the last like 3 4 years where people awesome. heard him, and i love having them on you know i make them part of the show almost in a way where you know yeah. i have another uh co-host that comes on jimmy and i labeled mm-hmm. him jimmy the rant because he loves ranting about just about
0: everything
2: <laughs> and he actually <laughs> resides in another liberal state <laughs> the state of new jersey right oh
3: boy yeah but uh, that's gotta be tough too oh
2: yeah uh you can a lot of people if they can hear my uh my accent i'm actually from the northeast i i grew up in uh central north jersey and uh yeah it's been such a i'm pleasure. from
3: tennessee my whole life i could tell your accent was different for sure yeah uh, but my, i didn't mention it i work in radio so i work with a lot of different voices too so
2: yeah we um, see that you're a voiceover right
3: Yeah, so I actually, uh, I do voiceovers, but I mainly, I build, okay, so I've got my bachelor's in science, bachelor's of science in management, but I minored in strategic marketing, and so I kind of do that for small businesses, and of course it's local, uh, you know, campaign season here locally for our small elections, and um, I work with a lot of local clients just getting their ads on the radio, and you know, things like that. So I like it. And I think so much of what I learned in school does apply in politics. And I don't even mean to really think that way. I just think that way. Like we were talking about Nebraska and I was like, well, he really needs a female representative and oh, as yeah, a rep- for the Republicans.
2: Old, the belt, the, what do they call that? The belt line of, uh, of the country, pretty much. I mean, they're basically yeah. the the heart and soul of the country. A lot of produce comes out of Nebraska, right? A lot of uh yeah. corn, a lot of Well it's uh, just
3: God's country out there. It's beautiful, you know? Oh, yeah. And and it's it's uh certain parts of Tennessee are like that here, but this is starting to grow so rapidly. But I will say we were talking about um covid and I didn't even know that was going to be like our topic today but but oh, it was just wild yeah, to me that was, I, I was
2: I was going to get into the um the one story with uh uh with the with the uh you know the ministry of truth but I kind of touched oh, that yeah. on the other day and I'm like you know what there's really nothing to talk about this it's just an idiotic you know stupid They found one- a way one- to make money off I'm of what facebook to- is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just an idiotic woman off of TikTok trying to make a name for herself. And, you know, that's that's all it is. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's pro-
3: And you're probably right. And the thing about it, this is where the line is drawn. And I think, to me, I, I love politics, but I also hate it sometimes at the same time because of the lack of ethics in it. And it's expected that way. Yeah. We see them run dirty. And we're like, well, that's politics. Because we know that. You know? We know that that's yeah. how it is. But it's tough because – then we're ma- we we're, you know we're having these these laws are being made. Yeah. I mean, we aren't really making them, but these laws are being made and we have to trust that they're going to implement them ethically. You know, do I care if somebody is going through everything I type on my phone and all this stuff. I mean, I do, but I do care, but I don't feel like I have a choice. Yeah. You know, we all feel kind of like we don't have a choice in that matter. But yeah. what we do expect is we expect them to use that information, you know, to keep it private and to um, apply anything bad they find, you know, to doing the right thing, you yeah. know? So but oh, what sure. we're dealing with is they're controlling the narrative. You know, we don't want you know, are they going to use their newfound power of regulating information to, you know, uh, find kidnappers or, you know, stop crime? Yeah, or are yeah, they going exactly. to use it for I mean, like, narrating their truth of what they the want thing, it to
2: be? Yeah, here's the thing, Jessica. You know, like they, they're coming – it's coming down to the midterms, the general election. I say this all the time because – they're really losing the message behind their party. Their party is pretty much folding under pressure. I mean, we're seeing a lot of, you know, former Democrats that are jumping ship. I mean, you look at, um, what's his face? The uh, uh, He ran as an independent, but he was pretty much a, a Democrat. Uh, the, um, oh, what the hell was his name? Uh, the Asian guy that ran as a uh, an independent, but he was actually a a, de- a Democrat.
3: I have no idea. I have no idea. That's
2: a bad example, but, anyway,
3: <laughs> I, don't know, know. What but I don't know. I'm trying to say keep up with it like closely. Yeah. You know, the national. Occasionally, you know, it's on TV all the time, and then locally, here locally, of course, because this is where I've grown up at, and this is where it'll affect my children. But <clears throat> mostly. My biggest issue with it, uh, you know, in politics is, I don't know, I I believe that with uh, all this security and checks and balances that they're wanting to implement on everyone else, that does infringe a lot on our freedoms and our rights that, Uh, you know, we wouldn't be here as a nation if we hadn't said, hey, you know, we want to be able to live our lives in a way that makes us happy. That well, we're not, we bothering you. That woke,
2: yeah, we live in that woke, uh, you know, agenda now. Everything is woke. I first heard that term,
3: woke. <laughs> yeah. What, well, woke? you
2: know, and there's... I th- Jessica, I thought it was, I thought it was a Bible uh, term, <laughs> I didn't think it was a political thing because when you hear woke, like. You're awake, right? You're risen. God
3: right? has Right? <laughs> like like you've come spiritually to something. Exactly. You're, and you're I woke. Think it's like
2: what the hell is this woke shit, you know? I mean
3: Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing is as the younger generation has utmost trust, you know, they may say they don't trust the government, but when the government looks at you and says, "You have to wear a mask or you'll die," and you just say, "Okay," then well you have to wonder, you know, are am I thinking critically here? You know, am I, am I taking this apart and thinking about it critically because, but I mean, for the most part, uh, you know, like I said, around here, it's more of a politeness type of thing. If I feel like I'm, if you're uncomfortable, I'm going to do it out of kindness, but I will say, you know, if I'm. Yeah, uncomfortable. If I'm busy or I've got my hands full, it's not like I'm going to freak out and put a mask on, but well, I'll just avoid you, you, you know, happen
2: to reside in Tennessee, right? Tennessee and Georgia are so close, right? They're very yeah. similar in so many ways, right? I, I've georgia has been a, 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 a freaking blue state forever with the majority of like 30 40% that that represents Atlanta, right? Yeah, um, you know, that's always going to be, you know, strong lean Democrat. But they're so similar in so many ways, right? You got some great leadership, right? You got a, uh, a a a freaking wrestler that's now a mayor, right? Glenn Jacobs out of uh, Knox County, Tennessee. I mean, yes. I see that. I'm like, what? What? Anybody <laughs> about politics now these days?
0: Jeez.
3: Well, see, I think that's that's another. That's kind of one of the things that concerns me sometimes is just wanting to. I think instead of putting all those checks and balances on the people, maybe yeah. they should have some checks and balances on the governments, yeah. you know? And I, and, and I don't know how to say that without really ticking a lot of people off. Um, but whenever you're it's, hearing, it's it a from right, the Jessica, people,
0: I
2: probably tick off about thousands of people <laughs> that tune into my show on a daily basis, but it, I, yeah, I, I
3: don't want to make anybody mad, but right. when we see these places and you see laws made that go against your freedoms and your rights and then you see laws in place being used in unethical ways you know they're using it for something like say controlling the narrative of a truth Yeah. and they you know saying this lie is now true because you can't find the truth anywhere else right. um so you know things like that it's the ethical uh process that bothers me because if you go into a room and you sit down and you're all coming up with ideas of ways to make this place better wherever your place is at whether it's city or state or country um, you know it's not how to make your best friend money or your buddy who owns this or or how to tick the people off and and be able to get all their information or whatever it is they're trying to do Um, you know it's about making it better And I think as a nation, all of our government branches need to check and balance each other so that they can keep uh, powers ethical so that we can all live and have life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. Like we are told we could, you know, like we were told we could.
2: That's, that's what the four founding fathers envisioned. That's what they envisioned. But when you have people like this, that, that, literally go on shows not my show but other shows right and they they spill out this hate i'm going to plug in this video here kind of re- relating to what we're talking about right this okay. was dr burks does everybody remember who dr burks was she was a fo- uh, a doctor that was basically heavily used during the trump administration during the uh, uh basically if you want to say the origins of covid when it first came out into the united states check this out guys
3: Trump's COVID task force coordinator, Dr. Deborah Burks. Remember her with the scarves? <laughs> the scarf lady, yeah. I don't well, remember her. Uh, she's the latest uh, survivor of that administration to write a book about how crazy things were behind the scenes. But she was confronted on CNN yesterday about what she, why she didn't speak up when Trump was just downplaying the crisis and suggesting people inject bleach as a treatment. Watch. You talk about what you're doing privately But
2: that comes up completely in the face against what he is saying very publicly and what you are not necessarily saying publicly to counter what he
0: was doing at the time.
2: Well, you know that I had no access to um, national media after the event of April 23rd. You said you didn't have access to national media after late April. Yes, you did. You had access to
3: late to, to national media. If you chose to speak to them, but you chose not to.
2: Well, Brianna, I knew um, from the experience I had seen in that White House that if I had done that independently outside of the White House communications, that I would no longer be in that White House.
3: Well, you know, so... The Biden administration is also having trouble staying on message with the experts after Dr. Fauci had to walk back his assessment of the state of the pandemic. So let's watch that clip.
2: We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new. You don't have people, Dr. Fauci, believing any word of you, the Biden administration, or anybody. In mainstream media. People are getting the hint. They're dropping the Kool-Aid effect. We've seen it in the 1920s with the Spanish flu. Fast forward 100 years later, we're seeing it now. Right, Jessica? I mean.
3: Well, you know, that's the thing is I haven't had enough scientific. You know what I'm saying? Everything they're throwing out there just sounds like it is. It's hard to believe. And seeing, I don't doubt for a second that COVID is very dangerous to elderly people, okay? Or people who are already sick, you know? Right. And I am considerate of those people. Sure. Uh, but, but you know, I just, like I said, it's quality versus quantity. Exactly. I, if you're asking me something small, but this is, okay, I'll tell you a real funny story before we get off here. Funny but scary. Yeah. Okay, I was riding Southwest the other day. Well, I shouldn't even say the name. I was taking a trip the other day. Okay. We're in the airplane, the airplane's up in the air, and it dings, and the pilot says, "Sorry, because we were going from uh, Austin, Texas to Phoenix." He says, "Sorry, we're not going to be able to make it to Phoenix. We're going to have to turn around." Hmm. And I have not flown since I was seven, like since I was like seventeen, and forever. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm like, "What?" Is-? And I'm asking people, "Is this normal? Is this normal?" You know, everybody's like, "No." And then as soon as we we're starting to get down to where the tarmac's at, he says. Uh. Uh, folks, put your seatbelt on. This is an emergency landing. The engine has went out. And he told us that while we were sitting there in the plane. Right. So it was terrifying. But I'll have you know, in the middle of this terrifying experience, I feel like I'm already hyperventilating a little bit. You know, I'm trying to keep my cool. I'm not right. saying anything to anybody. But they have this stupid mask mandate on the plane.
0: Yeah.
3: And they come through to deboard us. And he's on me. He says, put your mask on. And I literally, the plane's engine had just went down. You know, we just there's all these siren people, you know, lights, and sure. of all times, you know, I, I said just just leave me alone on this one, buddy. You know, because it's you gotta, it's a quality thing. If oh, sure. I'm a, if I'm in a situation where I can be considerate of your situation, then I will be considerate of it, and I will wear the mask and I will whatever. But for the most part, I feel like it's a lot about control. Yeah. And what they've done is they just ticked us all off at each other. You know, like that. i seen it on Facebook. It said you took, you take red ants and you take black ants and you put them in a jar and gonna, then you shake yeah. it up and they start fighting. But they don't well, even know what they're fighting. You know,
0: Jessica,
2: that, that whole ant theory, right, when you put red and black ants into a jar and you basically, you know, you keep them isolated from 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 within the, their own people. captivity. When you keep something closed in its own captivity, right, you are forcing two types – or excuse me, the same species of ants, right, whether they're black or red. They're the same species that just – in the ant world, it's a different type of race, right? Yeah. But when you – for example, right, when you keep two different ants, right, a red and a black together Mm -hmm. in captivity, right, that's the same thing like humans, yeah, basically creating who is the alpha and who is the omega, and it's it comes down to grand supremacy that's basically what it's got boiling down to.
3: Well, I just feel like what I think about it is the fact that there's an external factor antagonizing each side, you know what I'm saying, right? So they've created this new problem, uh, before. You may not like somebody because they cut you off in traffic or they're a jerk or they're not nice or whatever.
2: That's everyday life though, Jessica. Yeah, that's everyday (laughs)
3: life, right? So that's normal. But now we have people not liking us or judging us before they ever speak to you. They haven't even spoken to you. They're just looking to see if you have a mask on.
0: And automatically,
3: if you don't have one on, there's this whole undercurrent of bigotry and you're just awful and you you know so so that's, yeah
2: yeah that's that's the society we live in you know they want to uh, you know they want you to feel guilty about it but i mean you know Jessica, uh, there have been other diseases that were so far worse than COVID. I mean, you I, know,
3: agree. I agree. I agree. Heart
2: disease. Let's talk about cancer. Let's talk about the main diseases. Amen. That kill people more than COVID does. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Media doesn't talk about, you know, like, let's try to come out with a cure for cancer or come out for a cure for diabetes and this and that. All, all of a sudden, they came out with this over the night kind of like vaccine, which I. I still
3: don't even understand how that happened so fast because let's be honest here. We all know a plant that grows out of the ground that's been researched for 60 years and is still federally, you know, well, federally legal, but. Yeah, in, you're talking about marijuana. marijuana <laughs> well, has... I don't know what you can say on your podcast, but I'll oh, say here. I'm this.
2: unfiltered. I'm unfiltered. I, 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 how uh, is I it they paper came up with this? Show. It's fine. You want to use it? <laughs> to Folks, this is not your grandpa. I'm
3: on show. local radio <laughs> usually. <laughs> <you so. know?
2: laughs>
3: Local yeah. radio has got a lot of rules, but yeah,
2: well, I'm <laughs> a podcast. I, 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 I paid a disclaimer and, you know, YouTube's constantly after me for misinformation Aww. and cussing and this and that. But I, you know, I say the same thing, you know, like my heart goes out to, uh, you know, uh, shows big and small, you know, like your shows like Joe Rogan and, you know, Dr. Michael Savage and damn Bongino out of Florida, you know, like we, those type of people, myself, Bongino, Rogan, Michael Savage, those people are literally on the front lines delivering the facts, delivering stuff that we're not afraid to deliver because we know, yes, Jessica, I know I'm going to be shadow banned. I know I'm probably going to be put in YouTube jail for, for this video or this and that. But you know what, Jessica, at the end of the day, it's all worth it. You know why? Because I'm giving the people the truth that mainstream is not saying or
3: because now that's true. The truth yeah, is always bosses
2: priceless. don't want them to say the narrative because you know little Joey on the block there in Washington you know will be like, "Oh, you're hurting my you're hurting my pitch. You're hurting my pitch. You know, don't say that."
3: <clears throat> yeah, and and so to me I think like I don't know. Like I said, quality versus quantity. You can't tell some, it's almost like the seatbelt law. I mean, I follow the seatbelt law because I don't want, I don't want to get a ticket, but do I do it because I think it makes sense? No, I don't think it makes sense. (laughs) Not for grown adults, children. Yes. Teenagers. Yes. Sure. But it's your body. It's your body,
2: your body, your your life. Apparently that doesn't apply to, uh, with all due respect, I understand you're a lady on the show, but you know, a woman can have an abortion, right? which yeah. I agree, you know, like, if you want to have an abortion, maybe it was unplanned pregnancy or you were, you know, you didn't consent, which I did a talk, sh- uh, a podcast episode on that very sensitive topic. Right. Yeah, Where, you know, if, they, if, they, if they didn't consent to it, I understand, you know, they, they were, you know, sadly they were raped or something and, you know, they didn't consent to that. That's a different story, Jessica. But when yeah. you have women that are just literally like, you know, getting pregnant left and right, Oh yeah, no, yeah. Good educated decisions. That my friends is considered murder.
3: Yeah, so there yeah, no, I there is a difference for sure. I I believe that it needs to be things like that should be Dealt with on a case by case basis. But I see, do think okay they need to, to do more with birth control.
2: control. It's okay to talk like that, right? Yeah. But when you talk about COVID, it's a different type of narrative, a different message. This and that, like, oh my God, no, no, no! Mm-hmm. You need to wear your mask. You need to social distance. You need to put on sixteen thousand different <laughs> of, uh, sprays. You need to put a face shield on your face, like you're going into a welding class. You need to put a bubble on. I mean.
3: Can I be real about what I'm really kind of worried about is what I'm worried about is. All right. So in the 90s, we knew we didn't know. But in the 90s, they gave antibiotics to kids left and right. Right. Then they find out later in the early 2000s, the antibiotics uh, administered too much will actually lower your immune system drastically. Okay. So now you take your kid to the doctor and nine times out of 10, they're going to say, all right, it's a cold, fluid, sleep, you know, whatever. All right. But all these kids running around today, and every time you look up, it's hand sanitizers. I remember, okay, I was born in 88, so we'll say 98, I was 10. I don't remember ever seeing a hand sanitizer, ever. Like, people didn't take sanitizer around. It wasn't, you know, I don't even think I'd ever seen it, maybe unless I was at a hospital. But, like, you know, I would never have thought that. But what about our kids in 20 years, whenever every time they come across a germ, they're going to get sick because they've been doused in sanitizer forever.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, when I, you know, I can relate, you know, I was born in 1980. I don't look it like it on the picture here in the podcast, but you know, I uh, take care of myself. I don't believe in heavily uh, medicating myself. I don't believe in taking a vaccination for anything. And I could say this on the air and I'm proud to say this folks. I am unvaccinated. And I've been around people that had masks and, didn't have masks I haven't contracted COVID. okay and I can tell you why and people look at me like oh, are you an alien do you have special powers no <laughs> it's because uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that my grandparents told me a long time ago right because here's something right here if you don't know your history you're condemned to repeat it and I strongly believe that now they also told me, that it's not good to heavily medicate, always eat your fruits and vegetables, always exercise, and you'll live a very peaceful, long, healthy, healthy, long life. And you know what? I see it. They're actually, they're saying the truth. Yeah. People yeah, that are and left and right, Jessica, are people that are heavily medicated, that don't have an immune system, that take a freaking pill for every damn thing in the world today for a simple headache or a cold. I understand you need to take a pill. Take a pill. But don't pop one left and right, you know?
3: Well, the thing that gets me is um, – I know that actually brings I'm me – I'm sorry. I, get, because, I to No, understand. you're good. I'm very
2: passionate of what I say. You're
3: here. very – no, you're totally fine. Um, I know that with my – okay, with my grandmother, she was the type that she wouldn't even take an aspirin, you know? Yeah. And uh, then she got Alzheimer's and unfortunately uh, had to go into long-term care. And that was – because she'd had to stroke. And anyhow – It wasn't what I wanted, but I'm the grandchild, so I didn't get a lot of say, Um, not like other people in the family did. But the one woman who had never taken much of anything her whole life then was faced with this laundry list of medications, and it wasn't maybe a year, and she was dead. So I know that if not regulated properly, then medications definitely, I've seen it you know, will take a toll on somebody's life and it'll, it'll hurt their body. It'll hurt their mind. She'd already had Alzheimer's, but she was ambulatory and getting up and walking around. Yeah. But I think that they almost kind of chemically restrained her because, because she was so into everything, you know, um, because she was up and moving and interacting. However, she did have Alzheimer's, so she was confused. So yeah, no, I've yeah, seen so it. Much, I understand. You know, and
2: I can I, I and, and my hearts go out to you. I'm sorry that you had to, you know, go through that as well with her. But you know, you could say like today, it's like, you know, there's so much medical malpractice, especially in today's society.
3: Oh gosh, yes. I, I mean yes, big pharma
2: out there is like, do they really care about the patient or do they really care about the about the wallet, right? Well, and that's
3: the tough part is, you know, you've got All right. So this gets into a whole nother thing, because I know in the South, anyhow, we have seen a huge struggle with the opioid epidemic. We have seen it. We've seen it. And it, it brings to question, you know, so many things to me, because you see people and I I tend to try to see them for the person, you know, and you know, they have this issue, but if you try trace it back a lot of the times issues tend to crop up when they're over prescribed or prescribed too early, or mm-hmm. the doctor didn't take the time to understand what their issue was and shuffled them through Sure. and things like that tend to have a much bigger impact on people's lives than what oh, they sure. think and so then you have somebody who because they trusted the wrong person now they're a criminal and it's sad it, it you know that whole system is tough i i do believe in being tough on crime especially crime that hurts other people yeah i, I have very conservative values on that oh i However, I, I, can,
2: I can relate so much i mean it seems like you and i are, are you know we have a we have something in common here where we actually share the same conservative values and, and, I, and I and i and i i I believe in that. And a lot of people, when they look at me, they're like, you know, Michael, you you come from a northern state where they're, you know, they 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 more or less teach you more, you know, of a democratic side of education than they do a conservative right side. You know, more people down south. Maybe this is just me talking, but this is how I see it. But more people down south are more or less taught more of a conservative way of thinking versus people up north where it's more you know, democratic, liberal, you know, stuff like that.
3: I do think, I will say, I think that there's more of a conservative tone for me. I was, um, you know, I attended, I attended a Baptist church uh, pretty much my whole life. Up until I got to work in age, I started working when I was about uh, 14, 15 years old, other than like summers and stuff. But my thing is I have worked with people. Yeah. I mean, honestly, since I was about 11 or 12, because yeah, uh, we, we did produce thing, yeah. and farming and all that stuff. So to me, what was crazy was, you know, seeing these people come through and you meeting these different folks, I started bartending in college. People tell you their life story and that's okay. You know, that's what I was there for. But so many people had struggled with things well with the opioid epidemic or it would just we'll just say prescription epidemic you know big pharma and you see somebody profiting off of these people who are now physiologically different because of this chemical that they've been prescribed by somebody who they trusted so and they're struggling you know so i have a hard time wondering I think Biden, you know, his son, his son was like an addict, I believe, is what I'd heard in the media. And I do think that that probably swayed a lot of people in his favor. I just I I don't think that I've seen them do much about it. Yeah. We you know, for him to be preaching all that stuff. The, uh,
2: yeah. We haven't seen the, the, the truth come out of the uh, Hunter Biden story. Of course, we've we've heard about the, uh, you know, the laptop from hell and this and that. But still. Even the laptop from hell story. Right. I mean, we, we haven't learned too much about the, the Biden crime family because it is. It's a it's a huge it's a huge crime family. And that goes into one other episode. But I mean, <laughs> you know, it's there's a lot of stuff that we're not being told, you know, on a and I'm
3: not saying. Well, I always try to remember what the politicians said in the beginning. You know, what did they say to get elected? And I think I'm almost always a little let down um, at the at the end of the first four years or so. I can't imagine what a big job that is. That's got to be very exhausting to be a president. And but I do think that if you're going to point out a few things to promise, you really need to follow through on them because people pay attention. And that was one of the things that I I had heard, you know, him talking about, but I never seen that. I don't see anything, you know, popped up about helping with that. Or are they digging into that any, you know, and treating the people like what they are, you know, the people who are addicted are, I mean, I don't know, you know, I I don't classify it the same as somebody who just goes out and does whatever, but if it, it started at your doctor's office, I have a hard time feeling like those people are criminals, you know, now their actions they decide to do while under the influence are still their responsibility that, you know, they need to be moral, but it's, that's a different classification of people.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, we touched on this here. We're going to close it out actually, Jessica, in about three minutes here. But I mean, this is a topic that I had discussed very heavily uh, with a, uh, a former CIA uh, intelligent officer that basically served under uh President uh George W. Bush, uh, Barack Obama, and uh, he he went into that whole you know, whole ordeal. He went into so many different topics, you know, the deep state of muck, what's going on, and you know, stuff that you know he, he could say on, on the air. There's a lot of stuff that obviously he couldn't say for classified information, and I get it, but I mean.
3: You go still tough. Day. You want to hear the whole story, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you just – you kind of got to go like, oh, is it over yet?
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I just right. wish – um, yeah. I really wish sometimes that they would pick somebody that's a little bit more representative. Well, here's the thing. Everyone, the thing you know?
2: Right. Yeah, here's the thing, right? I want to close it out like this. You know, like here's the thing we must learn from this – last election god willing right uh we have to learn that you know just please when when it comes down to picking a qualified political candidate don't choose them because he doesn't say mean tweets and the other one is a little bit you know kind of off-centered and yeah. A you know, uh, retirement uh, old man uh, hospital, right? I mean,
3: right. You know, I just, yeah. You yeah, know,
2: I mean,
3: crazy. hey. It's crazy how people make up their minds about. Yeah, no one's, something no so one's so big.
2: perfect, Jessica. No one's perfect. But listen, Trump wasn't perfect. He sure as hell wasn't perfect. Didn't have the uh, the uh, political.
3: Uh... He needed a friend to take that phone away from him. Yeah. <laughs> like I was sitting there thinking, deme- he is surrounded by people in the White House. What are y'all doing? Yeah, he didn't I mean, take you know, his phone. Trump didn't,
2: Trump didn't have the political demeanor, right? But he had yeah. a freaking backbone. He 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 had a voice, and he fought like hell against the radical machine. You know, and and listen. I think that's what we need, Jessica to run
3: this country <laughs> yeah no i I think that he had a lot of really good points. he really did. he had a lot of great points i I don't think that he would have done a horrible job. I just per- I just really am hurt with that see the way people are to each other about it,
0: yeah, because
3: I, I sit here and think, and yes, I do follow you know I love to follow politics and everything like oh, that, yeah. but If you're going to get that, I would love to see how many of those people who are so passionate enough to get online and cuss people out or cuss their neighbor out. Like, how many of them are going to vote? You know what I'm saying? I I mean, that's concerning to me because I see everybody so angry,
2: you know, during the the last election. When he was president, when he was president, right, he had us on the world stage with respect. Every leader looked in his eyes with respect. He had Vladimir Putin, literally second guess in Trump. He had Kim Jong-un in North Korea, second uh, guess in Trump. He walked side by side with with, with that leader of North Korea himself, the first president in not only modern history, modern day history, but world history to literally step from South Korea to North Korea Literally,
3: with, no. That's impressive. No I remember seeing that on the news. That was really yeah. impressive.
2: That was unprecedented to see that. Yeah. No, that you was now a person in the office right now. That's literally like a puppet, and I want to know who's pulling the strings. You know what I mean? That's
3: what I think everybody's question is. You know, I could think everybody's question is that who could, is pulling could, the strings? Could
2: it be Obama? Could it be you know Ice Cream Pelosi herself? You know, I mean, who could it be? Right. Yeah. Questions remain questionable, guys. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us today on this very heated topic here. Jessica joining us, taking her uh, time away from her busy schedule there in the great state of uh, Tennessee. And uh, thanks
3: for having me. I appreciate it,
2: Jessica. Thank you for being on the show. That's we,
3: you know, for we, sure. We, Anytime, thanks,
2: guys. Remember, you can follow me on Facebook, The Patriot Angle Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Patriot underscore Angle underscore Unfiltered, as well as Rumble. Joining us May 10th, guys. Yes, that's right. This is in about another week, short of a week. May 10th, we will be on Rumble, guys. That's right. Haven't picked a damn that handle name yet, but I'm thinking about it. Also, too, guys, join us on Amazon Music. As well as Audible. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on the next one. Take it easy. You just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Also streaming live on Twitch. Remember to follow and like us, guys, for unfiltered, uncensored, raw content. Also, please head over to www.patriotanglepodcast.com for all your exclusive Patriot Angle podcast content and material, as well as the merchandise website www.patriotunfiltered.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.